Hi everyone, good day. James Digby here from Startup 42 Media. I'm here with Rob from Pure Necessity uh, in association with Ulta State for their upcoming conference. Rob, thank you very much for being here with me today. Thank you. Thank you, James, for having me this morning. It's, it's, it's a great honor to be a mentor for Alter State, and uh, it's a great honor to meet you and talk with you this morning. Fantastic. You're all too kind, Rob, too kind. So, Rob, tell me a little bit about your company and, and what, what are you up to um, and what it does? Yeah, I founded Punacity three years ago, um, and it stands for it's a wordplay. You know, I'm a marketeer by training and I have a corporate past and um, it stands for purpose in business for dignity. So I just took the different letters out from the sequence and yeah. it also contains the word pureness or purity, both. Um, because I believe this is my conviction and what's, what heart, what's heartfelt in me is like every business should start from a pure point of view, should have a healing character. It should solve mm. a true problem. That's the story behind Punacity. Now, you know, you've been running the company for a number of years, um, but it focuses on a sustainable business model um, and looking at sustainability as a business model, not only just a sustainable business model, but the sustainability part. Could you maybe share to the listeners a little bit more about that? Yes, uh, that's, uh, that's absolutely right, uh, James. I call it purpose-driven brand building or purpose-charge mm -hmm. your business. And uh, I'm a, I'm part of the force which transforms the old, the existing medium-sized businesses and some corporates towards the new paradigms. And I also do work with some startups. To say I'm, I'm pretty much work across the entire breadth, like from Singularity University, global startup program, startups, <clears throat> to medium-sized companies, to corporates. And <clears throat> to me, it's important that you put a true purpose at the core of the business, a real problem. Mm. And the real problem, the real problems, um, we got a couple definitions for them. The, I think the most prominent is the 17 SDGs of the United Nations, because this is the global consensus on the big ticket items, which we have to solve on a way to, to become a healthier and happier world and, 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 you know, a sustainable world. So if you want to, they're called sustainable development goals for, for a reason. And I think yeah. business, as one of the biggest sectors shaping life on earth, has to do its part. I think you hit it on really nicely. And it's really <laughs> interesting to see because, you know, looking at profit-driven purpose, I think people assume that they are mutually exclusive. You can either make profit or you can do well in the world. Um, but you're actually saying, no, actually, you can do both. And here's why. And here's the framework for that. I mean, Absolutely. have you seen some, some Absolutely. companies look at it and go, do you know what? We'll just put this as part of our CSR budget. It doesn't, doesn't really make a difference. Um, you know, this isn't really for, for our core. Do you see that or do you, do you see mind shift a little bit more now? I think it does. You know, what you just uh, described as the, the attitude of the past, past or before COVID, to say the least. Mm -hmm. I think COVID is a huge catalyst in this, this regard because people go inwards. They ask the big questions. They ask yep. what they do. <clears throat> and when I, when I work with companies in the first work or CEOs, in the first sessions, I always revisit the five paradigms, the five old paradigms. I'll tell them, I'll, tell them, I'll cite them to you real quick. I, I, was, I grew up a performance athlete. So I was, <clears throat> I was trained 
if there's a winner, there's a loser. <clears throat> we have to rethink this in a new business world. We have to think mm -hmm. symbi symbiotically, like all stakeholders can win, number one. Number two is consumers and clients don't care. We know for a fact we got the research there. They care more and more. And Gen Z demands it in the generation afterwards, which doesn't even have a name yet. They'll scream out loud for that, you know? So this will be the key determining factor. We have to come from a, from a lack, you know, the, all the, I talked about narratives and I dealt with systems. So I read all the, in the first 12 years of my life, I read all the Marxists and Lenins and Engelses, like all the communist literature. And then afterwards, of course, I was trained, I read Adam Smith, like Wealth of Nations and all the, you know. What a juxtaposition to put yourself from. If you, if, you, if you come into, if you read this, you read the, the narrative is always lack, lack, struggle, competition and so forth so in this system in this global capitalistic system there's a narrative of lack there's a narrative of competition and i think we have to come from a narrative or a paradigm of lack to a paradigm of abundance we have to yeah. understand i am enough there's always enough for me and for all others because there is you know this year we're i think last i don't know with the COVID year but last year i think we had a global gdp of 88 trillion US dollars and we're 8 billion people. So in my, in my humble mind, I do the math, there should be enough for everyone. I think it's more like a consciousness distribution problem. Oh, you know, I think it, the mindset has changed certainly on the investor level to startups and looking at it from that side of the way. Um, and then corporates then coming out and saying, well, let's start doing some of these things that are, that are key to our messaging and key to our core. Um, do you feel that, that this will fundamentally change some, the way that some business models are developed and made in general? We're not going to see some of these old ones coming through? I say old coming, ones, but there was, there was number paradigm number three, and so I get to this answer yeah. that with paradigms four and five. Paradigms four is like we have to come from an infantile mindset. Infantile is like a three-year-old who wants to have something now, immediately, instant mm -hmm. gratification, or otherwise he throws himself on the ground. This this is your shareholder today. He wants the quarterly earnings per share, right? So we have to come from the dividends. The dividends. The dividends and the stock performance and the earnings per share, you know, that's, that's what he wants to see. Otherwise, you know, CEO, you're fired because it's an incentivization yeah. problem. Now, luckily, we see some other movements with a long-term long stock exchange and some, it's starting like this. Is, there's also an awakening taking place there. But you have to come to a more mature, long-term perspective to, to take responsibility for generations which are not even born yet. And that, that's the consciousness shift that we are, that everything's connected with everything and everybody with everybody and every, all the creatures and nature. And, and that's the consciousness expansion or consciousness development, if you will. And last but not least, I think that was your initial question. If you think people, planet, profit, there's always this block of the old narrative. Mm. We would love to do this. Really, my heart is in it. Like, I want to help the refugees. I want to, you know, I want to turn around climate change, but we cannot afford it. It's like, no, you got to pay it forward. You got to treat your people right and your customers and your clients and all. And you have to step. And it has to do with courage, courage, mm -hmm. you know, like to courage to step out of the old narrative of the old programming and to do something about planet and people in a meaningful way. I'm not saying purpose washing. I'm not saying white and green washing. Is that meaningful? It has to feel a little... Um, it has to feel uncertain. 
You know, you have to be excited, but it has to be excitedly scary in a sense. And then the, then the, then the money, the profit will come anyway. When, and, and underlying this is our relationship with money. What is money? Yeah. So we have in our narrative for thousands of years, you know, it's, it's, it's businesses there to make money. So, but what is money? My, one of my favorite books is by Lynn Twist, The Soul of Money. She goes down into a, mm. into a, you, you know that book? Yeah. You know it? Okay. So I don't, I don't go into deep, but it's, it's, it's but our listeners don't so please share. Energy. I mean, yeah. say, say, say it's uh, money. First and foremost is an, is an energy, you know, it came from exchange. Like mm-hmm. it was a storage medium to exchange, to have an expectation and a trust and a good in the future. And I think we also have to be very conscious about what that is. You know, so you, you create value, you, you store this value or this energy in money to do what? Like money doesn't want to sit there. Like money wants to flow like a creek or broad stream. Money wants to shape because it's an energy. It wants to shape, you know. Then yeah, in the book, she writes about, she worked with Lindtwist, is a great woman. I met her a couple of times. She is, she's an activist wow. from the 60s and 70s. She worked with Mother Teresa and she worked with some of the, the richest folks in the world and some of the poorest folks in the world. And she worked with billionaires who, had, who were paranoid to impoverish billionaires. And she's, she's also said, like, this is, this is some, um, excuse me, you can cut this out. It's a mind fuck, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's, a toxic, it's a toxic programming. So wealth and abundance, it's not a, it's not a matter of a number. Like she worked with some of the poorest people and they were the most, they, they felt abundant. Yeah? They felt happy, content, fearless in a sense. And, and so that, and she writes about this in this book. I highly recommend this to this entire uh, listenership here on, on the podcast because that's underlying the transformation. You know, it's underlying our healing, our relationship with money. Like also in my family, initially, it's like, well, we don't really talk about money. So, okay, then money becomes a taboo. Money, either you have money, yeah. you don't talk about it, or you don't have it, you don't talk about it. And there's always... <laughs> yeah. Either way. There's a taboo, you know? And it's like, there shouldn't be a taboo, because like, in essence, it's just an energy. And what do we want to do with our lives? You know, how do we mm. want to use money? It doesn't, you know... The thing which is so sick, I talked about this earlier, now 1% of the population owns more, of, uh, more than 50% of all assets. So what are you going to do? It just sits there. It's like a, you're stale, the pond which gets rotten. It's like money doesn't want to do that. It's like it's a, it's a stored energy which doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But even with that in mind, I mean, like, you know, so there's not, we ourselves personally can't change that, but we can also change, we can change our mindsets though. We can change the way that we look towards how we, we buy out our goods. We can look to change the way that we um, deal with companies that also have um, this, I wouldn't even say forward thinking mentality, this mentality of doing good at the same time as making profit uh, and giving back to shareholders and giving back in, in the standard way. Do you feel though, that this is enough to, to change the tide now. Of course, having this global pandemic where it put everyone in the same boat, unlike SARS, unlike you know, a lot of the other diseases or pandemics we've had beforehand, which have been related to a particular region, Zika for Brazil, for example. 
this has hit absolutely everyone. Do you think that is the thing that's needed to, to, to really change that mindset? Or are we going to see in six months when life goes back to normality that this becomes forgotten again? Well, first of all, I don't think we'll ever go back to normal again. And secondly, I think we just entered a decade of turmoil. I think that COVID is just the beginning. I think we'll see more of this, be it disease, be it conflict, etc. Systemically thinking, I also think that's needed. That's what you see in systems theory. You always have periods of stabilization. You have periods of chaos, which is, which is necessary so that the new consciousness can evolve. And in this chaos, you have... You have two kinds of people. You have the naysayers and the doomsayers, and you have the radical positives. And I definitely belong to the latter. I'm a radical positive. <laughs> Why? Because it's more fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, like well, what I said in the beginning. It's like there's a certain point B and I have to go anyway. So... Why, you know, why being restricted in fear all the time? It's like, if I can act out now. And I believe in a self-fulfilling prophecy. In quantum physics, that's called the observer effect. Whatever I look at has a more of a probability to manifest. The more people mm -hmm. look at it the same way, um, the more it collectively manifests. And I think yeah. in these cha chaotic times, which now COVID is a starting point of which, the more people we... You know, I, I think all the listeners on this podcast belong to the global change team for the better. So um, the more we can own our voice and embody the change and, and talk to people and convince them, then we can hit tipping point. Because I'm a, I'm a yeah. believer, like all the, all, the, all the processes in nature and, and, and society are ex, uh, exponential. They are. We just, yeah. as human beings, we seldom realize this until COVID hits. Maybe that's also one of the functions we finally have to get an understanding how exponential processes work. But this is a race now between the naysayers and doubters and skeptics and the radical positives, the shapers, the, the, the change makers. Now, who hits tipping point first? And, and that, that being a um, you know, call out to all you guys, do this. Be radically positive. Do Go for it. Be radically positive. I love it. Absolutely fantastic, Rob. I think, you know, that's also a, a great mantra to live by and to see, um, you know, if you could give um, another piece of advice to, to people looking into this space, what could you recommend? Um, apart from being radically positive, um, what could you recommend to them to, to get into this and, and start doing? You know, looking at my own experience, I can very much speak of my, my own experience and other fellows or you know uh, who are in the same journey um that 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 advice or that becoming is also a, a matter of healing inside so we also have to look into ourselves and say what are our limited beliefs today i talked about money i talked about money is very much tied to also self-worth you know we need to look at what were our hurts from the past our, our losses mm. or whom do we have to forgive to step into the strength because all these griefs and pain points from the past they still even though we're not conscious of it all the time but they still suck energy out of it out of us yeah. and once we look into this <clears throat> it also frees us to be that very natural person in the world and that's infectious that's very much in infectious to, to everyone and and um i think that since I, i've been an entrepreneur or consultant now for three three years and that's probably the biggest um, personal growth catalyst 
there is. Because I've been. So you say you've done more in the last three years than you have done in, in your career a decade and a half beforehand? Say, say um, like I said, I'm grateful for my time at Adidas, like for the 14 years there. And I learned a lot. And I, I learned yeah. at the time. I, and it's, it's not like this was better and this is, this is worse. I think mm-hmm. it's just like progression is the next step. And the next step was very, very fundamental. So going through my dark nights of the soul, facing my fears, facing my doubts, looking, having to forgive people, having to love myself more, accept myself more, stepping into who I am, going and, and publicly speak and, 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 and be the host for others. That's, that's a development I've been through. And, and hand in hand with that came the development of my business, you know, and, and sure yeah. enough, you also start, you meet the right people. I believe in serendipity. You know, I believe in the quantum thinking. It's like once you become this, also these things come to you. So, and, and, and that's, that's observable. And you, if you're very awake and this, this community is called alter state, you know, it's like alter state, altered state of consciousness. Consciousness is in there. <laughs> it's a consciousness expansion. What's the nature of reality. And I deeply believe in the quantum model now. So but probably that's the biggest difference where I was still at with the three stripes. I was more Newton's, um, <laughs> or reality yeah. and now i'm now I, I transitioned more into the quantum you know embracing <laughs> being a radical positive um believing in the in the exponential curve believing in potential and and so forth and, and also knowing actually guys you can't really get it wrong and you'll never be done you can't get it wrong you'll never be done because then there's always the next thing so it's, it's that is a fantastic thing this has yeah. been a liberating conversation, Rob, I must admit, even for myself, taking on as host for this. I've really enjoyed my time speaking with you today. Um, you know, and I, you know, you've given some really great insights into how things have been, um, the things that you went through personally as well, and, and your journey and your struggle. And I appreciate you sharing, uh, you know, sharing the fact that you, you struggled yourself um, and you had these issues, but you had to go through them. You had to go through this process that has led you in not to an epiphany, but into a way of being able to to literally walk the talk at the same time um, by being a radical positive. Um, and and yes, yeah, some some great insights in that you can't go wrong uh, and you'll never be done. <laughs> exactly. So with that, thank Rob, you. thank you very much for joining us today. Um, we really appreciate the time. Uh, everyone, you should, if you get the chance, um, of course, Rob, Robert is joining us uh, as a mentor at Alter State, um, but also check out his company, Pure Necessity. Thank you again very much for your time today. Good luck to you all out there. Thank you. Bye-bye.